I'm Samantha. And you're listening to Reaper Tales. Today, I'm going to be telling Montana about the Chakalaka monster. <laughs> it's so much fun to say. I get over it. And here's the thing. You're going to see the way that this is spelled before you start this episode. And it is not pronounced the way that it's spelled. But I promise you that is the correct way to pronounce it. No, because when I was I was typing it in to do the recording, I was like, Choco Loco <laughs> Monster. What? Okay. I actually Whatever. watched I actually watched two videos because I wanted to make sure it was an Alabamian saying the name because that's the only way I know it's right. Chocolaka. Yeah, there you go. All right. But before we get into that, Montana, what are we drinking? Well, Sam, I was feeling um, a little fancy. A little fresh. Actually, I won't say fresh because um, that's weird. I was feeling a little. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it in. Whatever. No way. You saying something weird? <laughs> oh, it's like it's a career now. It's <laughs> true. I'm just saying weird shit to thousands of people. Hi. Um, we're drinking gin and tonics um, because I was in the mood for a gin and tonic. Um, it has nothing to do with the show. Um, nope. It was simply what I had here, and I was also craving a gin and tonic, so. It works. Regardless of the reason. We're here for it. Cheers. So cheers. And I'm intentionally making a lot of noise with my eyes while I can. Mm, okay. All right, so Montana, are you ready to hear all about the Chakalaka monster? And I'm going to say that word a lot. I think I am. Um, <laughs> I think I think I am. So, let's, so. let's go. I'm going to tell you anyway. So to start, the home of the Chakalaka monster is none other than Chakalaka, Alabama. According to digitalalabama.com, it was founded in 1832 and is an unincorporated community and census-designated place in Calhoun County, Alabama. As of the 2010 census, its population was 2,804. The name Chakalaka is an indigenous word. Um, it comes from actually two different ones. It looks like it's Chaco, meaning shoals, and Lago, meaning big, or a shallow creek with big shoals. Okay. Uh, quick question. Um, the county. Calhoun. Where is that at? Why does, why is it South Alabama. South Alabama? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I know why it sounds familiar. Never mind. I know why it sounds familiar. It, it was a Calhoun was the last name of um, my preacher when I was growing up. So, um, yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I don't think it does either. <laughs> I was just like, that sounds so familiar. Oh, that's why. Never mind. Chakalaka Creek is a large, beautiful creek that is frequently used for fishing for sport. The state record for the red eye bass even comes from this body of water. It's also a scenic float and a a free public put-in is located at the Highway 77 Bridge. I thought you were about to say a free public pudding. And I was like, <laughs> I love free stuff and I love pudding. But if it's public, I don't know that I would eat it. <laughs> don't. Don't eat it. I mean, free, I probably would pudding. still eat it. But, like, I'd feel probably some type would. of way about it. <laughs> You're a lot braver than I am. 
<laughs> so it's a pudding. So you put boats and kayaks yes. and there you go. <laughs> okay. It's not a pudding. It's a no. pudding. All right. All right. Probably all right. you can eat pudding while you're there, I guess. I probably would. Just don't litter. That's all I ask. I don't ever. <laughs> you can find falls that on the Baines Gap Road with a picnic pavilion, footbridge, and a short walking trail. It's actually a historic site with the remains of an old lodge. There are many forest roads that provide hiking and biking trails, as well as good places for bird and wildlife observation. There are plenty of areas to view the beautiful scenery, find secret coves, streams, and creeks. There are areas for camping for hunters as well, and I say for hunters because it's not like a nice camping site. It's, it's more for roughing it. The Chakalaka State Forest is approximately 4,406 acres of land, with around 4,392 acres being in some type of forest cover. The remaining 14 acres consist of various openings to the forest. Obviously, since we're talking about a monster, it's good to know that there's a rather a decent-sized forest with a lot of coverage. Okay. All right. Um, got that. Also, um, sorry to derail this once again. But no. I just realized, and we just did a recording before this recording, and I didn't notice it then, but your shirt says feline paralysis. <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, like you're saying a lot of that, that was all I could think about was like. That your shirt said feline paralysis. Did you, did you, are you able to read the definition? No, I can't. I can't see it that well. It's the con- it's the condition in which a person is sitting and they're not able to get up because a cat is in their lap. Uh, perfect. Paralysis. Perfect. Hey. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go on. <laughs> Back to the case. The legend begins in the nineteen or in the late seventeen hundreds. Back when the land wasn't settled and the indigenous people lived in Chakalaka, and it probably wasn't called that. Um, if I had to guess, but nothing said it wasn't. When wild game became scarce to the local village, a brave young man ventured too far from home in search for food. He became lost in the woods, and once it became dark, he decided to wait until the morning to attempt to retrace his steps back to the village. Unfortunately, snow covered everything overnight, and when he awoke, he could not find his tracks. He continued to wander the woods, trying to get out until he starved to death. Before he died, he was visited by a wood spirit that offered to help him pass into the next world. The spirit also provided the brave a way to return to this world to continue to hunt for his tribe. The only condition was that he could not return as a man, but instead as a large beast. His skin would be gone from his head, revealing large horns that had sprouted. It was said that if you saw the beast in the woods, it was a bad omen and meant impending doom for someone close to you. Wait a minute. So, uh, okay, let's unpack this real quick. My my first thing. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack with what you just said. The firstly being that the, it was snowing in South Alabama. Right. <laughs> when pigs that. fly. Okay. <laughs> uh, Enough snow to to cover everything overnight in a forest that is covered. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm calling bullshit on that. Uh, maybe a hurricane. Um, you know, tropical storm. Uh, tornadoes, tornadoes uh, definitely. Uh, ash storm, uh, something. But a snowstorm, yeah, get the fuck out of here. That's eh, wrong. It's South Alabama, on top South of that. Alabama. Yeah, no, it's it's like a fucking rainforest down there. Um, number There's two, alligators. So 
he's given the opportunity to go back and help his family and his friends, mm-hmm. but then they say he's a bad omen if you see him. Like, that's fucking rude. <laughs> that's rude as shit. He... He's supposed he's to be to help. helping people, and but he's a bad omen. He could have just decided to chill on the other side, into the next world, but no, he decided to come back, help out, and this is this is the things he gets. That's yeah. like when that's like when people, that's like when when I try to help people, and then people, I'm specifically saying me because it has happened to me. I have tried to help people, like do things. And then I hear that they tell people behind my back that I'm too friendly or too helpful. Like, <laughs> what the heck is that? What does that mean? I'm just trying to be helpful. Also, friendly. if you don't want the help, then say no. Yeah, it's That's not, not going to hurt my feelings. Tell me to go fuck off. That would make me feel a lot better than you telling people I'm too friendly. Okay. Let, let me waste my time and then complain about it. <laughs> I'm not a normal person. I overcompensate by trying to help people. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And I feel like Chocolaka Monster was probably doing the same thing. (laughs) Okay. We have a lot in common. Do you have his number? Not not at this time, but I could probably probably work on it. God damn it. I'm married. All right, go on. Better luck next time. So this was the tale told around campfires and between the local townspeople for years. It took nearly four decades to solve the mystery behind this tale. The case of the Chakalaka monster. Wait, it's solved? Yep. Oh, okay. Around the same time that Americans were fascinated with the space program, putting a man on the moon for the first time, and UFOs, local residents of Chakalaka were plagued and bewildered by something else entirely. Aliens. What was it? Aliens, it's been a theme tonight. It kind of has. I, I made it a theme tonight, and it is now a theme. Yes. Oh, I did one thing right today. <laughs> and it wasn't buying a house. Not yet. A monster that appeared seemingly at random to terrorize people not far from their town. It started in mid-May of 1969. Some reports said specifically May 18th, 1969, when the eyewitness was on her way to work at Claiborne County Hospital in Heflin, but not all of them, on a county road that ran between Chakalaka and Iron City. Per Alabama lore, Margaret Teague, a local resident, was driving home from work late one evening when she saw a creature just to the edge of the road. She she referred to it as a booger, quote-unquote. It was me. (laughs) Which had had long been a nickname for the Sasquatch that are said to roam the area of the lower Appalachian Mountains. In an I've never heard that term, by the way. She is the only one that I saw in any of the firsthand accounts. Or when I've researched any cryptids, she's the only one that has used that term. So I don't know. The only time I've ever heard booger being used is like a, a... like a an endearment for like a dog. Like I call my I call oh, my yeah, little true. dog booger sometimes. Yeah. So, I, I've heard know. it in other ways, but never like this. But apparently that was a common nickname. In an interview with the Anison Star newspaper, she described the animal as large and bipedal with an oversized head. What is also if she mean? said bipedal, I'm impressed. But yeah, uh, it means walking bipedal? on two legs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think if she's from South Alabama, she didn't <laughs> say no that beetle. 
But Sorry, that's South Alabamians. They, well, they said she described, so I'm assuming the Aniston star took some liberties and you oops, don't say <laughs> made it sound a little better. Her exact words were, "Quote, oh lordy, lordy, what a head!" Unquote. Uh, okay. So there you go, Southern Alabama. Unsure of what she'd seen, she attempted to get another look at it. Of course. Quote, I turned the car around in the middle of the road to get another look, and it, by that she means the car, got caught in the ditch. I just knowed that booger had it out for me for sure. Unquote. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Heading home from work? Oh, maybe that's why she didn't say that. <laughs> she got her car caught in the ditch in other words she drove off the road when she turned around yes (laughs) thankfully the creature ran off she also claimed he was probably like this bitch is drunk i gotta get out of here (laughs) i better run far into the woods because even if i just go into the woods she's gonna follow me with her car it's already in the ditch Oh gosh. She yeah. also claimed that the creature had long, stringy, white and black hair that covered its whole body. So that when it was crouched, which was which was how it was standing um when she saw it on the road, it was impossible to tell if it had paws or hoofs. The preceding sightings were also described well in the Alabama lore book, so I'll quote uh, it for this. Whoa, 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 time out. It was cr- <laughs> it, it was, was crouched. But she said it was bipedal, so it was on two feet. Yeah. So if it's on two feet and it has hooves. <laughs> the listeners. What? You mean there's there's an account of a cryptid and it doesn't make sense all the way through? Listeners, if you can't see me, I am. <laughs> you, you're really missing out, honestly. <laughs> we really gotta do a live recording of this. But I'm doing my, my hands. <laughs> So she, what she's trying to say with her hands. When your hands be like. They, they would hooves. be up. You would be able to see them. But that's what she's saying. Like the hair covered its whole body. So that like, she couldn't tell. Would it have like hooves with elbows? Like would their hooves just be like. <laughs> flopping or, around. <laughs> you know. Would their legs be straight well, I mean, out? She's not, she didn't say that it only walked on two feet. But obviously well, that it could. Did she get a sketch artist? Obviously not. Well, that rude. All right. She didn't see it that well. She she could just describe some things. So there were other sightings, and they were described in the Alabama lore book, so I'm quoting from it. More than a week later, an unnamed man reported that he caught what he called a quote unquote varmint, resembling a humped back cross between a panther and a bear. The next night, in the same location, John. Now that was one. This is a different. Um, Sorry, this is a, a different type. Back a humpbacked cross between a panther and a bear. To like a like so a werewolf, some, something like a something like a cat, or maybe like a bear, somewhere between the two, but also humpbacked. So like a werewolf. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what it sounds like. That's what it kind of sounds like. I mean, I would want to be left unnamed, too, uh, if I was given that report. But, it wasn't very helpful. <laughs> it wasn't. Thanks, unnamed. <laughs> the next night, in the exact same location, Johnny Ray Teague, if you notice, 
This is the same name as the previous account that was named. And three friends were checking the engine of their car on the side of the road, just so happened to be in that location, when the monster again made its appearance known. First came the sounds of crashing through the brush, and then the appearance of a huge head with large, prominent teeth. The size, quote, the size of a cow, gray to black in color, humped similar, 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 similarly, I cannot talk. I You're not even, even drinking. I'm the one not even drinking. <laughs> um, similar to a camel, end quote, which, by the way, now we're two humps in, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, so a broken back werewolf? <laughs> I guess. Broke back werewolf mountain. Oh, uh, that's not a movie I would really want to see. <laughs> <laughs> the men jumped into the car and locked the door and watched as the beast circled the car a few times before lumbering off into the woods. Teague was finally able to get his car started and the quartet fled the scene. Less than a mile down the road, the men encountered three or four more of the creatures are all larger than the first. I'm calling. All right. I'm calling bullshit again. We're in South Alabama. (laughs) You got a group of men Mm -hmm. in South Alabama who has a wild animal roaming around their car. And you're telling me they didn't get out with all the guns they had in that car. (laughs) That's where you were going (laughs) and try to kill one of these guys. Like it's, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on them. That's fair. They would have tried to kill that thing. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that it's not real. I'm saying that their accounts are bullshit. Fair. So there was another, um, according to the newspaper article in the Anderson Star, this was kind of like just a different account of their account. Johnny's sighting was on May 25th, 1969, around 1030 p.m. And the boys ended up hitching a ride from an unidentified man who returned through the area and reportedly shot one of the creatures. The boys later returned to their car and got it running again, only to see three to four more of the creatures on their way back home. Mrs. Teague said in the article that she believes that the man that had shot one had, quote unquote, stirred up a whole nest of them. Uh, What year was this again? 69. So they were dropping acid. Is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that, but that's definitely a possibility. Well, you inferred it. <laughs> it was sure. A- <laughs> yeah. Sure. We'll go with that. <clears throat> there were several more sightings over the next several weeks. Some described the beast as gray or black with large te- teeth and a hump. So this hump was pretty regular described. <laughs> Some added that they saw long, stringy hair as well, but all agreed that they had not been able to get a really good look at the animal. It had been suggested it could have been a bear, beaver, wild pig, baboon, or a bull. Where are half of these animals even coming from to be in Alabama? First off, baboons are not native to that uh, region. (laughs) At all. At all. And second off, if it was a Sunday morning, it was probably just me. (laughs) Long, stringy hair that goes... that. traps (laughs) that traps <laughs> well, this is 69 i think this is a little bit before your time well also how did they not get a really good look according to the guys it circled the vehicle several times and you didn't get a good look at it i don't care if it's dark if it was close enough to for you to notice it's walking around the car several times you would have got a better look than that. and again i'm calling bullshit because if it got close to their car they would have shot it this is true 
Everyone in South Alabama owns at least four guns. And at least half of them are typically in their car. Mm -hmm. There you go. Just in case. It vanished each time without any sign, nor did it even leave a footprint. It was reported at least that at least eight people saw the beast, but only two people were actually identified by any publications, which I've already mentioned the two people. Somehow, I don't feel like it was a coincidence that her teenage son was the other person identified, nor do I think he just happened to be stopped on the side of the road in that particular area where there had already been two sightings prior to. But in a concentrated area in the late 60s, they could have just gotten some acid-laced weed or something like that. And <laughs> we're, we're going back were, to the drugs. Those were just all the people just tripping really hard, man. I mean, it's possible. And this is a story going around, so that's going to kind of point them in that direction. So it's entirely possible. I mean, yeah. Now, this lady, this lady I love, a local named Mrs. Bobby Murphy said that she thought the whole thing was ridiculous and that there was no evidence the creature even existed. She said the sightings reported were within one half mile from her home. I will say that some of her points were definitely well made, um, but I also like how she says it. In her opinion, the people that reported seeing this creature merely saw, merely saw a beaver or maybe a cow or a bull. According to the Aniston Star newspaper, she's quoted as saying, quote, they, talking about beavers, stopped up a metal pipe. They, talking about the beavers, stopped up a metal drain pipe under the road on the Sunday night the Teague boy reported seeing the creature, she said. If they, talking about the Teague youth and the three other boys, saw anything, it probably was a beaver. We've never been bothered by anything. It surely must eat, and nothing has ever bothered bothered our cattle or our chickens, she said, pointing to the two large chicken houses nearby. If you quote me, tell the folks who have been flocking in here since last Friday that they had better be careful at what they shoot at, she added. She said there's been a constant stream of cars pouring into the area every afternoon and night, many of the occupants carrying high-powered rifles. There you go, Montana. <laughs> Again, I just uh, call him bullshit. <laughs> the shooting usually starts around 9 a.m. and sometimes as late as 11 p.m., she continued. Somebody is going to get hurt if it's not stopped because they're likely to shoot at anything that moves. So far, Miss Murphy said no shots have been fired in the direction of her home. But I'll tell you one thing. If one of our cows or bulls is shot and we can find out who did it, somebody is going to pay dear, she warned. Everything was all Wait. right until... <laughs> They're going to pay deer? So they're going to pay in deer? No, I think she meant like dearly. Like oh. In a big way. Okay. I was like, well, that's a high price to pay. Um, <laughs> Not in Alabama. Deer are pretty easy to come by. That's true, I guess. Everything was all right until last week, and we found out that we have a monster out here. I'd rather have the monster than what we've got now. At least it was peaceful and quiet before this. End quote. <laughs> Girl, Yeah. <laughs> that is a grumpy lady that says, stay out of my yard, stay away from my animals, and so help me, if anything's hurt, you're in trouble. In June 1969, the area saw an increase of hunters, all seeking to get more than a look at the monster everyone seemed to be talking about. These hunters would patrol the area and roads at night, seeking to shoot the creature to solve the mystery and put an end to the fears of the local people. In fact, there were so many people out and about with guns that the local law enforcement were worried the livestock was going to get inadvertently shot. But thankfully, it didn't happen. 
Locals felt the area turned into a battlefield, complete with searchlights and gunfire. The local law enforcement dismissed this, saying that there was shooting there every night at deer anyway. I mean, it sounds like it's South probably, Alabama. It's probably, they're probably not wrong. If we have any listen, if we had any listeners from South Alabama, we no longer have listeners from South Alabama. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> At some point, it was reported that a hunter had shot the creature, and the creature that was shot was later identified as a Brahma bull that was loose. It was believed that it could have been the creature, but Miss Teague argued that she knew what a cow and a bull looked like, and the creature was neither. She's very helpful. <laughs> she's, she's very helpful. She's maybe drunk slash on drugs, so it would make sense, right? God, I, she's probably still alive. She's really, hopefully she'll never hear this podcast. One night that June, the creature stumbled in front of an approaching truck. This time, the vehicle slowed so that the inhabitants could shoot at the beast as it went by. Finally. <laughs> the beast fled into the woods, and the hunters that weren't far away rushed into the woods after it, shining spotlights in an effort to spot it. The names of these hunters were never released, though one was reported by local newspapers as saying the beast let out an almost human-like cry as it ran to the hills. (laughs) After this incident, the sighting stopped and eventually things went back to normal in town. The stories about the beast became lore and legend. So basically, all you got to do is shoot at it and run after it. And it's like, all right, fine. This isn't fun anymore. I think that's anybody or anything. (laughs) So 32 years later, Matthew Creamer, a reporter for the Anison Star, told the story of the Chocolaca monster with an interesting spin at the end as an exclusive Halloween Day report. Neil Williamson, a Nances Creek resident, was behind the appearances and the sightings. According to Williamson, when he was 15 and bored one weekend, he took his parents' truck and rode around on back roads and country lanes when he spotted a cow skull in the cab which gave him a great idea to cure his boredom. He decided to pull the cow's skull on his head and donned a big black coat, waiting on the side of the road for someone to scare. <laughs> I read the story and I had had to do this. Why, why this would is you, you. Do that there? This sounds like this, something you would do. You know do. what, this is actually me, because let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you what I did when I was a kid. Um, so my, uh, I must've been like 11 or 12. Uh, and my mom was helping, uh, this, her friend of hers, um, do a teenage Halloween party. Right. And it was going to be like a blog party or whatever. And so we spent a lot of time over there getting everything set up and all that stuff. Weeks and weeks and weeks went into it. And my mom didn't put any like thought or like consideration into like what I would wear to this Halloween party because we were invited. Um, Typical. Uh, So I put together what I could and what I could was a, um, it, it was like this old ratty, like black dress. And I found this ratty black wig. Nice. That I like covered up my face with. And I literally like, these teenage kids were like roaming the neighborhood because it was like a block part, a Halloween block party, and there was a um, uh, a playground in it. So they had like were going to walk up to the playground or whatever, and so I raced behind all the houses like I'm running in this getup, 
and I get to the playground and I get on one of the swings and I just put my head down and I'm like swinging on the swings. Oh my gosh, no. And it freaks all of them out. And they're like, no, we're not doing this. And they start going back. So I race back down the back of the houses and I get in front of them and I just slowly walk across the street where they're walking down it with my head down. Like, you know, um, uh, what was that? The girl from the ring. Yeah. Like That's all ring. I'm saying right now. I, yeah. I, I would have been like, fuck that. No, sorry. It's a note for me. Those kids <laughs> out so fucking bad. Like, so bad. And just all night I was pulling shit like that on them. Just constantly. Like at one point they nice. went down to the basement and I went through the back door at the below level to the basement and I was just down there sitting on the pool table waiting for them. Just freaked them all out. They they all ran. So, I mean, I get it. I Same thing. But I was 11 or 12 at the time. I was not 15 in South Alabama where everybody has a gun. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, uh, okay, I can see the boredom thing, but guns number yeah. one uh so as cars approached he would run <laughs> he would run into the street and dance around for a bit then run back to the woods next to the road before the drivers could get a good look at him and determine what they had just seen <laughs> all i can think is you doing finger guns <laughs> fucking love him <laughs> he doesn't reveal this by the way until 32 years later so he's an old like he's a grown-ass man well i mean i never told anybody about what i did that night until i got <laughs> on this podcast just now like my mom nobody nobody knew <laughs> that i had done that that night those kids probably know and if they're listening right now i'm not sorry you're welcome <laughs> fair enough so he did this several times that night to different cars so he's confessing to that but only one of them actually i guess was brave enough to put their name out there and go like on record, which was Mrs. Teague. This was so much fun. He decided to keep doing it on different nights. I'm sure the stories he heard only fueled the fun. Sometimes he would wear a white sheet rather than a black coat. Cause you know, he wanted to keep it fresh. <laughs> then came that fateful night in June. Neil had let a couple of friends in on the secret and they all joined him one night. That was the night he jumped in front of the wrong truck with occupants that were less scared of him and more determined to take home the head of the beast terrorizing the good people of Chakalaka. He and his friends took off running through the woods, determining at that moment that this was no longer fun and the monster would have to be put to rest, never to be seen again. Later, he said that there weren't any computers or game systems to play and keep him entertained and he had to do something. The story normally would have been over at that point, right? Not in this case. The story reached The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and the producers decided to do the story for their, for their show. They sent a camera crew to the small town of Nances Creek, and I think it's Nances, and filmed a short piece on the hoax. It aired December 2001 on Comedy Central, if you want to try to find it. I meant to do it before we recorded, but I forgot. Per Wikipedia, the community gained brief notoriety in 2001 when The Daily Show aired a piece on the Chakalaka Monster, a part of a local folklore concerning sightings of a mysterious creature in the area in the late 1960s. An, at an October 2001 article in the Innocent Star newspaper revealed that the creature was, in fact, local resident Neil Williamson, dressed in a cow skull and a sheet. 
As a teenager, Williamson would don his costume and gain the attention of passing cars by jumping out of the woods onto the roadside, often startling motorists. <laughs> so that's just the sum summation in uh, Wikipedia <laughs> of the whole thing. So all the other stuff was obviously from my other stuff, other uh, sites. So that's one story, but I was able to uncover a possible alternate story that's worth mentioning from the Wizarding Had Cannons Tumblr or Tumblr.com. It's actually just, obviously this is just a joke, but it is pretty funny. Also referred to as the Southern Wendigo, this beast has a controversial past latched to it. During a time where magical beasts were being discovered by the non-magical community in America in the 60s, Makuza were outraged that once another beast was discovered by Nomad. So, obviously, this is Harry Potter stuff. Mm. This beast is known by witches and wizards as the Kronika, I guess. Their home are usually found somewhere in southern American states and Central America, being accustomed to the heat and humidity. They are large, shaggy-haired, and have the skull of a large horned cow for a head. This creature is extremely dangerous, which is expected being a cousin of a Wendigo. When Makuza discovered that the Kranasa, I guess, has nope. been identified by nomads in Chakalaka, Alabama, they devised a plan. They sent memory modifiers to the home of a local nomad and altered his memory to have the nomad community believe he was the Chakalaka monster in a costume. Some American witches and wizards found it inappropriate that Makuza blamed an innocent nomad, but Makuza stood by their decision. So just so you know, that's the alternate version. Incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I wanted to end it on a pretty funny note because I, I, it was a little hard to find information on this. It just was, it's not talked about a lot outside of that story that ended up going on The Daily Show. But there was a forum that I found and it had a few comments that were pretty funny. Um, so it's not new information. It's just, it's not facts. It's just comments about this story. Uh, and they're all from January 2012. And the first one is a a Amarok 2005. If I had to disguise myself as a cryptid using only stuff in my car, dot, dot, dot. OMG, run for your lives. It's the junk mail donut bag and empty styrofoam cup monster. <laughs> That's brilliant, by the way. <laughs> this story always underlined the improbability of Scooby-Doo scenarios. I'll dress up as a hideous monster and scare people away while I search for the lost mine slash pirate treasure slash bank robber's loot. More likely you'll get blown into itty bitty pieces, at least here in the good old USA. <laughs> old Rover also commented, I'd be some hideous cigarette paper packet and unread important work document mosaic monster. Very reptilian, in fact, at least to the casual observer. Until recently, that is, when I bought a car with no storage space whatsoever. Since then, it'd be pretty much me with one sheet of kitchen roll. Still, I could probably fashion it into some sort of terrifying something. I don't know what that means. At least there would be, that would attract more sympathetic concern than bullets. Basically, he'd be naked. And then the last one said, I would be an Atlas antifreeze and toll bridge money monster. Some days I feel very old, sad face. <laughs> and I said, same friend, same. 
So that ends the story. But out of curiosity, what would you be if you had to use the stuff in your car? Because this raises a good question. So I would be, because I was thinking about it, I would be, <laughs> um, I would be a dog hammock clad, um, steel toed boot wearing. At least you have shoes. Um, uh, soda bottle monster running down the highway and for those of you who don't know what a dog hammock is it's what you put in your back seat to put Mm -hmm. dogs in what would you be samantha well if it was just what was in my actual car and not anything in my trunk i'd be in trouble because i don't really have your car is spotless and it's not spotless i just don't like having stuff in my car so I'd be in trouble, basically. But if I included the stuff in the in my trunk, it would be a bag with jumper cables in it. Um, those plastic beer can holders, because I donate slash reuse them. I give them to a local brewery for them to use. And a dog hammock. So uh, <laughs> the dog hammock would be helpful, at least. Yeah, dog hammock. <laughs> Although once in a while, I do have a bag full of thrift store donations. So I would have clothes um, to choose from. <laughs> You could just be Joey from that one episode of Friends. <laughs> wear all the clothes. Yeah, where you wear I'm going to wear clothes. everything you own. <laughs> hey. So well, that's the story. Good job. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I'm uh, okay. <laughs> it was, uh, I and I don't remember if I said it, but because um, I know I've said it in the past, but this most of this was from Alabama Lore by Will Elric. I also did pay the Aniston Star so that I could see their um, article because I figured may as well give back. Um, DigitalAlabama.com again and then the other website that I referenced and then Wikipedia. But yeah, that's that's the that's the story of the Chakalaka monster. And you're sticking to it. That's right. Uh, I am too. Um, <laughs> okay. I now know something new about you that I had never heard. Yeah, I, I've never. I, yeah, I've never told anyone that story. I didn't. You could totally that. dress as Samara from The Ring, by the way, for I Halloween. Know. You've got the hair. I know. Just put it forward. I could do it, and I did it that one time. <laughs> I think I, th- I actually think that was before The Ring came out, so everybody was just creeped out by this small <laughs> creature, just. I would be showing up wherever because I was fast as fuck too, man. Like, oh, I believe you. I could run so fast then, so I could get ahead of them and just freak them the fuck out. It was great. Oh my god, to be a creepy <laughs> child again. It started young for me. I, you know, that's what it is. Well, now you're just a creepy adult <laughs> with a podcast. <laughs> all right samantha where can our listeners find us on instagram and facebook because we have the same handle and we're not going to repeat it twice we've been doing it for this long but okay sure at reaper tales podcast on both you can email us at ReaperGals at reapertales.com send us how much you like us send us show suggestions send us outfit suggestions i don't know send us send us emails we want to hear from you Tell Please. us how your day was. Doesn't we're really we're lonely. Yeah, we we need interaction very much. Uh, we if if you email us, it will probably be me who responds. Samantha deals with our social media. I deal with our email. So uh, if you have show suggestions and you want me to cover it, send it to our email. 
because I make sure you put it in the subject line. Oh yeah, put a show suggestion in the subject line so we know what how to manage that. If you want Samantha to cover it and you want her to see it first without me going dibs, uh, (laughs) send it to our social media accounts. Um, You can message us, or you can just comment on one of our posts. Yeah, exactly. be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to all of the whatever platforms you listen to. Again, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, and this actually might be released in October. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know when we're going to release these shows because we are recording multiple shows out of order. Um, but during the month of October, we are having a spooky surprise. I said it again. And I still feel weird. No, about it. you said surprise last time. A surprise spook. <laughs> a surprise spooky. Last time you said explosion. Oh, an ex- a spooky explosion. <laughs> ah, yeah, that just sounds so weird. Uh, we're going to have a, a spooky, now I can't not say it, spooky explosion in October. <laughs> uh, so you're going to get episodes, uh, you know, multiple days of the week. You know, it's not just going to be Friday. So if you uh, follow on whatever platform you're on, you will get notified when we release those episodes. Of course, we will still release our normal episodes on Friday. And if that's all you're here for, then uh, I guess you're just not really a fan. But whatever. (laughs) Jeez. Okay. (laughs) Throw it down the gauntlet. All right. Uh, All right. Well. uh, Love y'all. Really, we do. I promise. (laughs) Now that I have run off most of our listeners, including the two we had from South Alabama, uh, (laughs) until next time. (laughs) The Reaper will come.